Welcome to the Ryan Holt Show. On this show, you can expect the latest, the greatest, and the best curated content on business, marketing, automotive, and lifestyle. Sit back, put in your earplugs, and let's enjoy the ride. Now, as always, I want to make sure you get the best in content that will help you monster your goals, both personally and professionally. I want to keep this conversation going, so please check me out on Twitter, Instagram, and Periscope at RyanHoltz1. And then go over to Facebook.com forward slash RyanHoltz Marketing, and we can chat there too. I also want you to visit www.ryanholtz.ca as this will be where I put my almighty beloved show notes. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I am proud to bring you the Ryan Holtz Show. Let the beat drop and enjoy. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 50. Dean of the Ryan Holt Show podcast. Wow. Before we get into everything and the show topic today, uh, I just want to mention a few housekeeping items. Uh, item number one is um, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to my show. It's been, uh, it's been an amazing ride. The first 14 episodes have been, uh, been quite cool. Had a little technical glitch in episode 14 with Jared, but feedback on it was uh, absolutely amazing. Um, again, I would highly suggest anybody who remotely has anything to say to the world or has an opinion or business or whatever you're doing, start a podcast, man. It's like, uh, it's yours. You can do and say whatever you like. It will live on forever. It's something you can actually like show your kids when, you know, podcasts are going to be like, Hey mom, dad, you know, you podcast it. That's so old. God knows what they're going to have once they become of age. But before I get into the show, I just really want to talk about um, sponsorship. Uh, I've had several companies and people reach out to uh, sponsor the Ryan Holt Show podcast, um, and I do appreciate it. I just haven't found the right fit, and uh, I know a lot of people, when they think of sponsorship, they think about money. Um, to me, I disagree. When I think about sponsorship, I think about a, a collective unity partnership amongst uh, you know, the company that's sponsoring your show what you can value, you know, what kind of value you can create for them and, and vice versa. So um, I am open to sponsorship of the Reinhold Show, but I don't want this to be a pitch or a plug fest. Um, so if you are interested in sponsoring the show and you have a cool idea or concept in mind, um, email me at info at and we can chat to all the companies that have reached out. Thank you so much. I do appreciate it. Um, and again, you know, much gratitude. So uh, that being said, uh, <laughs> you know, it's episode 15 um, we're going to do five more episodes, and that's going to mark season one of the Ryan Holt Show, so it's going to be a clean 20. Um, I really, really, really want to give some prelude to uh, September. Uh, I have some amazing guests coming on the show. I have somebody that started a podcast network. I have somebody that uh, you know is bona fide, almost like an internet celebrity, uh, where they sell on eBay and Amazon. They run a YouTube channel. They're a YouTube vlogger. They're a personality. Uh, super excited to have him on the show. Um, I just have a good array of guests on the show. We're really going to finish out season one of the Ryan Holt Show podcast. Strong, clean, uh, and dominate. And, and just, you know, in a way that's, that's nice, you know. And again, trying to give good, valuable information. 
I'm trying to put some personality in there and make this show. Uh, my goal to make the, is to make this show literally one of the best podcasts that you can download out there. And it's going to take time. It's going to take consistency. And it's going to take hard work. But I'm all about the long game. I'm patient. So I believe I will get there. I know I will get there. Um, but I would never get there without you. So again, thanks for listening. Um, the title of the show is uh, Floyd Mayweather versus Conor McGregor and how they left no digital marketing stone unturned. And what I mean by this is when, if you're a small business, if you're a mid-sized business, if you, and, and I don't care whether you're a, um, you know, an auto dealer or you're a chiropractor or you're a doctor or a lawyer or a dentist, if you own your practice, you are now a business owner, you are now an entrepreneur, even though you went to school for said practice. And, you know, comes, with that comes a multitude of challenges, you know, staffing, human resources, uh, marketing, um, bookkeeping, equipment, maintenance. I mean, basically, you're a professional firefighter and you're constantly putting out a problem to ultimately achieve your ultimate goal. Um, so when I watch a fight like the Mayweather versus McGregor, but more so when I'm paying attention to the kind of marketing and the hype that's being created before the fight even takes place, most people just look at it and say, oh, this is just a hyped fight. I look at it and say... Wow. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know that this fight would have happened uh, five years ago. I don't know that this fight would have happened even 10 years ago. Uh, if people are aware of, you know, any of the fight scene, I mean, for literally a, an MMA, a mixed martial arts person to come over into the into the boxing game, you know, that that's huge. I mean, it's a completely dis- different discipline. Yes, they do do that in MMA, but, you know, Floyd Mayweather is, I mean, he, you know, he's 50 and 0 now. He was 49 and 0 been doing it for 21 years I mean he's truly uh, a master of his craft and so is Conor McGregor in his own field but to see this kind of you know crossover amongst two different uh, disciplines I think is exciting Um, but what really got me excited was how everybody else got excited so I really think they were excited for a few reasons uh, both of these individuals, amazing brands, you know, superstars in their own field. They have their own audiences. Um, you know, both, I feel, are very electrifying personalities. I don't find either one of them dull or boring. Um, you know, they just got all the rules to, they just got all the ingredients to be, you know, to make it an awesome event and to co-brand this event to, well, look what happened. I mean, millions and millions and millions and millions of people uh, watch this fight. And rightfully so. So, let's break it down a little bit. So, they started promoting the fight. They actually did a, I think it was a three-city tour. Correct me if I'm wrong. But they went to a few cities. One of them being Toronto, here in my, you know, home country of Canada. And basically, you know, it, it, was, a, it was a promo tour. It was, you know, getting everybody riled up for the fight. They want to sell the pay-per-view. Um, you know, they're trying to showcase a little, little bit of a storyline. So, there was a lot of, you know... Uh, insulting and Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather were yelling at each other on the stage and you know basically it was like a very well done soap opera but any good soap opera TV show or movie all has to have a compelling storyline and this fight had it you had the person who had not fought for two years technically in retirement Floyd Mayweather was sitting at 49 and 0 wanted to make it a clean 50 um, but also wanted to make some money And then you had Conor McGregor, who, you know, the UFC is not getting paid. Those fighters aren't getting paid nowhere near close what a, you know, A-grade boxer gets paid in terms of a huge fight. 
Um, you had a lot of dramatic drama in the sense that, hey, you know, Conor McGregor's a lot younger. Floyd Mayweather's a little bit older. Um, Floyd Mayweather's clearly, you know, boxing is all he does, what he does, and all he has ever done. And then you have Conor McGregor that says, hey, I'm just going to go strap on the gloves, you know, go practice for a few months, and I'm going to step in the ring with you. So this had the ingredients to be a powerful and epic story. Now, once that story has, is somewhat, you know, it's somewhat drawn out on the storyboard, us marketing folk will take that story and basically find the best vehicle or vehicles, plural, to push that story out and get the most amount of attention. And remember, marketing is all about day trading attention. It's all about day trading uh, eyeballs. It's all about getting in front of the right eyeballs at the right time. And that's what the marketing people did in this case. They, they you know, and again, I'm going to kind of give some parallels to maybe how you can take some of these principles. But before you keep listening, if you're thinking right now, Ryan, you're crazy. The UFC, I mean, the Mayweather promotion, they got millions of dollars to spend on this marketing. Listen, I'm going to tell you this right now. Yes, they do. But they are literally using the same channels, the same vehicles, the same conduits, the same mediums as somebody who starts up a flower shop business today and wants to push out their message. I kid you not. It is, it is exactly the same fundamentals except just done in a much larger capacity. But that being said, if you're a business person, Take some free advice and free knowledge where you can. I mean, that's the way it is. So, first off, they use social media. I mean, my goodness, did they ever use social media? Any kind of press tour, everything was done on Facebook Live. They used live streaming video. They used search. They blogged. They did video. They did video marketing. They did text marketing. They did, I mean, they did voice they did everything. They did influencer marketing. It was, it was an all-out marketing extravaganza. No, I, I, and when I tell you this, no stone was left unturned in terms of the channels and the marketing mediums that they could use. The, this fight was a complete epic showcase of when you have a cohesive team and you have a singular marketing message being spread out through the 20. 30, 40 different mediums and going out to the world, it creates complete chaos in a good way. Meaning people are actually going to get excited about your story. Because remember, it all starts with the story. This story was fantastic. In my opinion, I don't think you could screw up the marketing of this story. This story was awesome. You know, in some ways, would people say this, this fight marketed itself? Yeah, technically, but you still had to market for it, right? It's still not cheap. They still, got, they still had to spend a lot of time, energy, finesse, and money, you know, to push out a fight to this magnitude and make sure that, hey, not only the seats are getting filled, but also the pay-per-views are selling like hotcakes. What I really love about this fight, especially with the marketing aspect, is that if you had a phone, if you had any kind of Wi-Fi, you could watch this fight anywhere in the world at any time. It didn't matter. You could watch this. If you had a, a small phone, doesn't matter. You could order it, you could stream it, and it was a hell of a fight. And I think this is what's interesting is that I say this time and time again, but when we're trying to push out our message or you know trying to get people excited about what we have to say, 
we have to really always take in the fact, into consideration that there, the attention span is, is chopped up into such little bits um, that, you know, you don't really know. For example, if I want to, you know, say run a text campaign and I send it out to numbers that have, you know, opted into my subscription list and, you know, the text goes to the said party's phone, I don't know where that person is when they're actually taking in that content. They could be in the car. They could be naked. They could be out of the shower. They could be on the toilet. They could be at work. They could be do, doing their yoga. They could be working out. I don't know where they're taking in this content. But all I know is it could be pretty much anywhere at any time in any given situation. And that's something I always have in the back of my head. I, I'm not arrogant in the fact that I think that I should be able to send out this long-winded message and feel that everybody's going to read it. I'm just not, I'm, I don't want to say, maybe arrogance not the right word, but I... I, I I'm, I'm humble in the sense of marketing. I, I'm marketing, you know, the audience wins. Um, you know, your product or service is never going to do good unless other people buy in. Uh, you know, I'm humble to the fact that people have options. Their time is extremely valuable. They just don't want to mess around. And that is the reality. So, um, you know, Mayweather versus McGregor, I love the fight. Um, you know, am I a boxing crazy person? Am I a mixed martial arts crazy fanatic fan? No, I'm not. I'm, I'm really not. Um, I, I will always watch the big fights. Um, I don't know who's the next person. I, I'm not, you know, I'm not, it's just not one of the things I invest a lot of time in. Um, but that being said, the way this thing was marketed, I paid that $99 and I was, I tell you right now, I was 99.9% .9 happy with paying the $99. If I felt like they gave me 99 reasons to, to, to pay the 99 bucks, and it was the best $99 ever. I felt that the show was good. I felt that, you know, it went to 10 rounds. I was happy with it. I thought maybe it could be a circus. I think that it wasn't. Floyd Mayweather, historically, is known for being a very, you know, boring fighter. He's not going to come forward to you. He's going to react to you and break you down. He is an absolute magician in the ring. Um, I, you know, anybody who says he's not, I, I'll disagree with you on that a million times. He might not be the most electrifying, exciting fire, but he, fighter, sorry, but he gets the job done. And somebody who gets to 50 and 0 uh, is for a reason. Um, so, yeah, I want to talk a little bit, uh, you know, and kind of segue, and just stay with me. But I want to segue into the storyline. So these guys, they literally said, I want to kill you. I can't stand you. I hate you. Making fun of each other, right? It's all hype. Getting everybody, you know, excited for the fight. Then they fight, and this is the two most gentlemen ever. They shake hands. They're hugging. You know, I really love what Conor McGregor said. The one word that he used, and I really love this word, was he said, Floyd, you are composed. And I think there's something to be said about being composed in life. You know, I always say, never let them see you sweat. But composure in life is the ultimate in, in success. You know, most people I've met that I think are uber successful in what, and, and by success, I don't mean, you know, I don't judge somebody's success by how much money they have, what kind of material they have, or anything. I judge somebody by, like, the interaction that I have with them, you know, how maybe, you know, depending on what their, you know, profession is, how they do that, just the way they carry themselves, you know, with, with like, panache and poise and, you know, it, they're articulate and, you know, they're not just like, hey, how are you? And, you know, they have something to say and they, you know, they, they're, they're passionate about their convictions in life. Even if I think they're wrong, I, I don't care if, if I, I don't have to like them. I don't have to, 
agree with them, but I'm telling you, when somebody says, yo, Ryan, man, you, I'm demanding your respect, I don't ever want to be liked in life. I don't care about being liked in life, but being respected, I think that's a different. Being liked, if you're playing the being liked game, go back to high school, you know? That's a high school thing. But if you're being playing the respected game, I think it's a completely, your, your, your motivations are completely different. So I really like the way these two fire, fighters carried themselves after the fight. You know, they're very classy. Um, they both kind of broke down each other's skill sets. Um, it was interesting to see, you know, two people who literally, you know, Conor McGregor said in the final press conference uh, after the fight, he said, you know, I'm a student of mixed martial arts. He's like, I've, I study people outside of my industry. I study, you know, people that are in mixed martial arts. I've studied even Floyd Mayweather. And I always try to take analogies from, from people who are dominating their craft. And McGregor arguably is dominating the, the, the MMA world. He is the UFC's biggest superstar by far. And when you hear somebody say, I am a student of my craft, when you hear that statement, it goes into any industry. For instance, I have a neighbor in, uh, in my home in Fairmont, and he's uh, just across the street. He's an orthodontist. I... I like this dude, you know, he's like 70 years old and you can tell he's an OG, you know, original gangster of the orthodontist field. And, you know, just the way he carries himself, he's very selective on who he talks to. He seems very confident in what he does. Being his neighbor, seeing how he works garden tools, I would never let him do anything in my mouth because he's the clumsiest person ever. But th there's something to be said about that. He's probably really freaking good at what he does in terms of orthodontist. But me and him got to talking one day, and, you know, he felt compelled to come over. And we are talking about life. We are talking about business. And I asked him, I said, you know, what, what made you want to go to med school and, um, you know, become an orthodontist? And he said, you know, I just always really, you know, I was always fascinated with teeth. And I'm like, interesting. And he said, you know, I'm not really good at anything else in my life, but I am amazing as an orthodontist. And he says, I, I study my craft. To this day, I study my craft. And he was extremely passionate um, about basically the philosophy of, you know, always being a student of the game. So, um, you know, when I hear people like Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather, and they, you know, they're saying big words to you. They're saying composed they're saying, I'm always learning. Uh, they're saying it takes work, always hard work. Um, they're saying it takes focus. And every, both fighters both said it takes sacrifice. If you want something on this side, you got to sacrifice something on the other side. And that's the reality of life. So um, this Mayweather versus McGregor fight, I think, was phenomenal. Um, I'm going to keep this podcast to, you know, maybe about 20 minutes long. Um, but, you know, here's three things I want you to take away from this podcast. Number one. If you are a business owner, again, if you are, you know, whatever business that is, if you're somebody who is looking to, you know, open up a business, if you're looking for somebody who's, you know, something just, somebody who's just basically saying, hey, I want to better my career, um, three things. Number one, don't only study the individuals you respect amongst your own industry. I kid you not on this. I cannot be more passionate about this. You will find most of your innovative ideas come from out of industry. And I guess the reason for that is, I think, is if everybody's like, it's like, it's like, it's like kind of like realtors. If you ever look at Instagram, if you ever look at a realtor on Instagram, I want you to go into their followers and you will see that it's like 50% other realtors. And 
I don't know if this is because we feel comfortable because, you know, we want to be in a group that we know we're comfortable and all this, but I think it's an immaculate conception. I think it's, I think it's an illusion. So, you know, again, if you're somebody who is looking to better yourself or better your business, do not just look at people you respect in your own industry. Look in other industries. That's number one. Number two, step out of your comfort zone and try to document or put out something that is of value that you might not think is value, but trust me, other people will think it's very valuable. It could be a simple post on Facebook. It could be a simple blog post. It could be a simple, um, you know, going on Instagram and putting on a you know, little story and talking about something. Try to come out of your comfort zone and expose yourself a little bit. And people say, well, you know, I'm private. You know, I want to keep, you know, this and that separate. Well, you know, my response to that is, you know, you got to come out of your comfort zone a little bit. So if you want to say, Ryan, are you saying stick your neck out a little bit? All I'm going to say back to you is go study all the major influencers in the world and you will not see one that did not stick their neck out at some point. So I'm going to leave on that. Uh, number three, please, for the love of God, if you do not like what you're doing for your profession, quit now and go find something that you actually enjoy. And I know I, that is not something you, this is the first time you've ever heard somebody say that. Everyone says that, but that is a piece of advice that I, I'm sorry, you have to go with because it's so true. And I just think don't, you know, don't, 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 don't agonize yourself anymore. Like do something that you love, enjoy. And I think as a fourth tip I'm going to give today is try to find analogies and little bits of valuable information in your everyday situations in life because I feel that once you open up your ears and you really start listening and you know you say maybe there's situations in your life you take for granted right now don't take them for granted kind of listen to them for what they are and try to take out the nuggets because I promise you this I, I, if I told you where I got some really good information from on a daily basis I think you'd probably laugh like I mean I'm talking like I've talked to a guy in the toilet public but washroom you know he's washing his hands and I see something, whether it's like, I don't know, his watch or something, and you strike up a small conversation, and all of a sudden this guy hits you with like a, you know, a statement that you're just like, wow, you know, that, I never thought about it like that. Like, I look for everything in my life. Like, I'm a sponge. No matter where I go, even if it's through drive through I'm kind of listening to what the person's saying. I'm looking at their expression on their face. You know, I'm just, I'm always trying to understand. And, you know, human nature to me is one of the most fascinating concepts ever, so... That's going to be a wrap on the show. It's episode 15, as I said. I hope everybody's doing good. Uh, I want you to look forward to the next coming episodes, as they're going to be epic. Um, we're going to make it a perfect 20, and that's going to be season one of the Ryan Holt Show. And then we're going to open up with season two. I'm super, super jacked, super, super stoked for it. If you have any questions or comments, email me at info at ryanholtz.ca. And you can follow me on all the social channels, Instagram, Snapchat, Periscope, Twitter, at RyanHoltz1. Connect with me on LinkedIn. Visit my blog, RyanHoltz.ca. And if anybody is listening who is looking to do marketing in a way that's actually going to captivate your customers, my company, RyanHoltz Marketing, is always down to work with awesome clients. Um, so again, reach out to me. And everybody who has uh, put a review on Google Reviews, iTunes, or Stitcher, I really appreciate it. But if you haven't, please go over and review it. You are the best. Thank you for listening. This has been episode 15, baby. Make it good.